Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has room. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it! Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, today we're starting our camp previews. Um, we haven't been talking a lot recently, just been busy. I uh, had to move out of my apartment, and that was a whole chaotic thing, and uh, now we're here. Um, in terms of like where this beat is going, still don't have an answer for you, but at some point... There has to be a replacement for me, and I would think that that's probably on the way pretty soon. So we'll see what happens there, Um, and I barely know more than you at this point. Uh, So there's the update on that. In terms of real CU updates, there isn't much that we've missed. Um, Obviously, like getting ready for camp, doing that sort of stuff, but nothing has really happened at all um the one kind of small piece of news is that we did learn who is going to pac 12 media day uh which is thursday maybe friday it's friday um but you know how that goes you have your uh your head coach goes and you send I think it has to be one offensive player and one defensive player. Um, Maybe you can break that rule. Maybe that's just how everybody does it. I'm not really sure. But Colorado is sending Carl Durrell, of course, but then uh, Casey Roddick to represent the offense and Robert Barnes to represent the defense. I don't think that's much of a surprise. I think offensively that makes sense. I mean, what's your other option? Um... You know, if the quarterback situation is 
kind of up in the air. Uh, so sending Brennan Lewis, it's like, ah, you, you could have justified it, but it would be a little bit surprising. Um, you also, you know, look at the receivers and say, you know, RJ Snead is your number one guy. He's not allowed to talk to reporters until the season starts. Um, and they could make an exception and say, he, we do want him going out there for this, but you know, that would be an exception. So I didn't really expect him to be the guy either. Um, behind him, you know, Montana Monius Craig, Daniel Arias, Again, like you, you could see it, but only no, no great options there. Um, the the one guy who I thought, actually, I guess two. I think there's two who really could have had a chance um, of of going to L.A. for Pac-12 Media Day for the offense, other than Casey Roddick. Alex Fontenot obviously has been around for a while. Figures to be your your bell cow back. Um, we'll see what that split looks like with Deion Smith. But, again, vet, veteran running back has done a lot of things. Wouldn't have been a big surprise. And then, of course, Brady Russell. Um, Brady's been around for forever. Um, I, I I think that that's probably the, the best option outside of Casey. But, again, when they said that it was going to be Casey, that's not a surprise to me at all. Again, well-spoken, really good football player just kind of checks all of the boxes and uh, I'll be curious to hear what he has to say. Defensively, it's Robert Barnes. Again, like you run through defensive line, you know, Jalen Sami, um, Terrence Lang, those guys could definitely do it. I think Robert, uh, Robert probably is just a, a little bit better speaker, better at those events than, than Terrence is. Um, I think Jalen, you know, again, like it, it, you could see a path for Jalen to be the guy here too. Um, outside of that, I mean, Quinn Perry potentially, um, Isaiah Lewis is probably the, the, the number two option. Um, behind Robert Barnes. I guess maybe it's a little bit of a surprise to see Robert there because, you know, he, he wasn't quite as productive last year. He didn't, he, he had a pretty limited role. And this year that's probably going to change. And so I'm not too worried about it. But, you know, the, there's, there's the argument against it. But like I said, Carl Durrell, Casey Roddick, Robert Barnes, we'll hear what they have to say. And um, I don't know. I'm excited to hear from him. Football's close. Outside of that, I don't think there's much we need to get to about Pac-12 Media Day. Obviously, I'm not going. Um, Caleb Williams is going to talk for USC. Like that's not a surprise. There really aren't any surprises on this list. There are some names I don't recognize. I will say that, um, but there might not be a lot of names I would recognize in their place in a lot of these cases. So I guess there's there's your little bit of news. Um, And yeah, there's there's nothing else that's new off the top of my head. Uh, plan for the next few days. We're going to be putting out podcasts, basically breaking down what's going on at each position for for camp. Um, which I, I think the first practice is Monday. Maybe it's Tuesday. Uh, we haven't gotten the email yet. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the first day of camp. Like it said uh, at the 
top of an email. I, and actually, I think it was just at like one of the the media packets that you get at uh, like the spring game or something like that. Uh, but but I look through all my emails and I don't think we actually have, especially like the details or like the full schedule, which will come out um, before camp. But that should be on the way soon. Um, but next week is when that will all get going. Um, today we're going to start with the most important stuff, uh, most fun stuff. Talk about the quarterbacks. Talk about the running backs. And uh, it shouldn't take too long to run through this, but uh, that's what we're doing today. Um, let's let's start with the running backs. Like I said, Alex Fontenot is the guy. Um, he he's probably the only player who's really locked into the rotation. Um, maybe Deion Smith is too, um, but Alex Fontenot potentially the only player who does have at least some sort of role carved out. And there's a, a probably 95% chance, 90% chance minimum, that he is the starting back. Um, you know, Deion Smith could give him a run. One of the true freshmen potentially could give him a run, but that'd be a big surprise. If it isn't Alex Fontenot starting, I think that'd probably be a shock. Um, although Dion has some upside too. Um, when we talk about Alex, obviously played quite a bit last year. I think the carries, he came up shy of Jarek Broussard, but not significantly. Um, Alex had the, the, the injury, the hip injury the year before that. Um, not the kind of injury that typically takes you out for a, a full season, but because it was the shortened season, he didn't come back. Um, in terms of what he is as a player, I guess, maybe maybe lacking some top-end speed. And because of that, you know, college football, it's all about the big plays. Like, you get all these high scores because it's just like, oh, somebody made a mistake, and then bang, off and running, and, and there's a touchdown. You know, can Alex actually pull away from defenders? Some of them, but not all of them. You know, what he's good at is making good decisions in the backfield, uh, which I think now maybe more than ever is going to be important for him um, because of this new system. But then also his balance um, that helps him get through tackles. He, it seems like he's kind of always stumbling, but he's always picking up more yards as he stumbles. Um, shifty, strong, just a pretty well-rounded back with really good balance and really good vision. Um we don't know exactly what this running scheme is going to look like. It's been pretty balanced the last couple of years with Darren Cheverini in charge. But I do think there's a good chance. I think it's going to be a lot of zone. And, and there's a path for it to be, you know, gap scheme, power running, that sort of thing. Just because of what Minnesota ran. And because you have Mike Sanford coming over from Minnesota. But... You know, I don't think that he had all that much control at Minnesota. You know, that was the identity of that team. Like, that's what they did, whether he was the offensive coordinator or anybody else. Um, so, I don't think that because that's what he's been doing, that's what he's going to do now. Um, and the West Coast roots are there. I mean, he has roots all over the place. But Carl's West Coast roots, roots um, are obvious. And then you have uh, Sanford, who's bounced around quite a bit but does seem to have a little bit of a foothold in some West Coast systems. And so I'm, I'm guessing that because that's kind of where the NFL's at, where the sport of football's at, 
they lean toward that, which is typically a more zone-heavy scheme, which again puts puts more on the running back. Ask them to make good decisions and hit the right holes instead of just telling them where to go. I think that plays in Alex Fontenot's hands. Um, like I said, if if Alex isn't the starter, Dion Smith is probably the guy who has a chance to unseat him. Um, haven't seen all that much from Dion still. Uh, he's going to be a junior this season, um, including that COVID year. He's been around for quite a while. Like It doesn't feel like it just because he's kind of been that number three back for a lot of his time, but he really has been in the system for four years now uh, and, and could be ready to take this next step. Um, 53 carries last year, 192 yards, two touchdowns. Um, in 2019, had 23 carries for 68 yards. I don't really read too much into those numbers. The numbers aren't great. You know, the, the average is 3.6 from last year, but nobody was going to look good running behind that line. Um, he he does have the top-end speed. That's probably his best trait is just his straight-line speed. And because of that, you know, if this offensive line gets cooking, if the offensive line is creating a bunch of holes, you could see where Dion would be the better option. Um, because, you know, if the offensive line is struggling, you're putting a lot on the running back in the backfield and those first one or two yards downfield. If there's holes everywhere, then what you really want is a running back who can make plays 5, 10, 15 yards downfield, which, I mean, Alex can do a lot of those things too, but Dion has the speed to just pull away. Um, and if he gets to show that, then... I think that that could be valuable. Um, again, if this is kind of that outside zone running system, I think talking with Darian Hagen, it's he's kind of hinted at that just a little bit, um, that, that that is what, what you're trying to run. And again, the, the way that those outside zone runs work is you're trying to push the edge of the defense, right? You're, you're charging outside, charging outside, trying to get the defense to overcommit. Well, I mean, what you're really trying to do is get the edge on the defense. Um, but the second best thing is the defense overcommits and creates a big cutback lane. Um, Dion has the speed to really stress that edge, and that forces defenses to overcommit and can open some things up on the backside. Um, because of that, I think he could be a decent fit too. Although, again, if things are just getting clogged up, it could get ugly. And that's that's where Alex Fontenot really shines. Uh, from there, I mean, in, ter- in terms of true tailbacks, you've really only got Anthony Hankerson and Victor Venn, the two freshmen. Um, it's tough to imagine that either of them is going to, you know, break out, be be somebody you're trying to get a lot of carries to. I do think there's a good chance that you wind up getting them the ball just because you don't have a lot of options. Or maybe one of them. It's probably more likely that one of them is ready. Victor is a speed guy, undersized. Because of that, you wonder if his body could hold up if he plays immediately. Um, Might be more of a, a receiving threat out of the backfield. But again, with the passing game performing the way it did last year, you probably don't worry too much about what the running back can provide there would be my guess. Um, Anthony Hankerson, 
the other true freshman. Uh, he comes from IMG Academy. No. No, let me think about it. I think he's St. Thomas Aquinas, um, which is um, another school down in Florida that is really good football-wise. I think they actually have the most NFL players uh, you know, that, that played for them in the last 20 years, something like that. Um, and he was one of them. And he was their bell cow running back the last couple of years, multiple thousand yard seasons. Um, he's he won multiple state championships. So it's easy to get excited about him. Um, had offers to, you know, Arizona, to Florida, to Georgia, to Georgia Tech, LSU, Michigan State. Texas A&M, you know, he could have gone a lot of different places. He was actually going to gray shirt this year and then join the team for spring ball after the season. But because you lost uh, Ramon Jefferson, who I think would probably have been your starter, um, that opens up reps, it opens up a scholarship. And so now you have... Uh, Anthony Hankerson on the roster now because Ramon Jefferson went to Kentucky. He's He is more balanced. He's a little bit bigger back than uh, uh, Victor Venn. In watching him, you wonder what his what what is his strength. You know, it, it, it might be the quickness. It, it might be kind of like the sneaky power to go along with being a, a speedier, quicker back. Um, but we'll just have to wait and watch that play out. Those are your those are your real tailbacks. But Jaylee Stacks, he's going to be a sophomore. He could wind up being your number three back. Who knows? He could be your number two. Uh, I think that Deion Smith should be able to hold him off, but who knows? Um, he will be your fullback. That's for sure. Uh, is that for sure? That's probably for sure. You know, Brady Russell... You could see a world where he gets to play more fullback because they're trying to find a way to get Austin Smith or Eric Olsen on the field. And so maybe you move Brady around a little bit. But still, odds are it's Jay Lee who's doing that. That's who's done that the last couple years. And that probably continues. Um, Good receiver. Uh, he, He obviously can break tackles when he gets the ball in his hands. He's quick. He's a very high energy type of guy. So fits the fullback mold well. If he has like a career after this, then that's where he will fit for sure. But who knows? Maybe he has a good camp and can find himself in that running back rotation instead of just playing fullback. Um I think that that's probably it for uh the running backs Real quick, we're going to talk about a couple of our partners, and then we'll talk about the quarterbacks. Breckenridge Brewery is awesome. They make a lot of the things that we do here possible, um, including this podcast. So if that's not a good enough reason to drink Breckenridge beers, I don't know what is. Um, They just launched hard sodas. I still haven't had one, but I keep looking whenever I go to the grocery store. I really want to try them, and I bet they're really good. Um, If you guys have, let me know, because I want to... We'll hear about them. I need to figure out where I can go get those, which if you want to do that, use the beer locator. Um, go over to breckbrew.com. Just click on the beer locator tab. Throw in your zip code. 
if you want, you can click on what exact thing you're trying to find. And it'll just pop up on a map all the different places you can go to pick it up. That's a cool tool. It's a cool company. Breckenridge Brewery. Drink their stuff. Also, DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, actually, I've hit a couple parlays recently. A couple big ones. Um, lost some money on the open. I... I thought that one of the two guys who were leading at the end would win it. It's whatever. Um, but it is still a lot of fun. You know, just have some skin in the game. Um, the Rockies have been surprisingly good. That's kind of been the move is just bet on the Rockies. Maybe maybe put a parlay together every day that's just the Rockies and the Yankees. And you'll come out ahead. That's what I've been doing. Uh, right now, if you sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. The way it works is your first bet, if it doesn't hit, um, you just get whatever you bet back in the form of a free bet. Uh, it's a really cool promotion. And yeah, if you haven't if you haven't signed up for DraftKings Sportsbook yet, do that now. Uh, must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred five two two. One eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. I don't know why I forgot that. Um, also, Foco. Uh, Foco is really cool. It's a it's a sports memorabilia company. So, if you're looking for, you know, they have Avs championship bobbleheads. They've got like a Joe Sackick championship bobblehead. They've got a new Russell Wilson bobblehead where. I think he's like standing in a bunch of trees and there's a welcome to Colorado science. I was like Bronco stadium that way. Um, but they've got that sort of stuff. They've got like the pajama pants and the, uh, like pint glasses and just all of the, all of the things that you think about that can be branded and sold. They have over at FOCO. It's really cool stuff. They do really good work over there. It's all officially licensed. Um, and if you use the code DNVR, when you check out, you can get 10% off, uh, Again, it's just a good time to get in there and and do that because you can get that deal. Also, Athletic Greens. Um, Athletic Greens can really help you start your day off right. Um, I I think you can drink it like whenever you want, but the best way to do it is just drink it in the morning when you wake up. Like I said, it's a great way to start your day because it has 75 vitamins, uh, has all the different minerals, um, adaptogens, whole food source, superfoods, all those really good things that help you with your energy or your gut health or all those things that you want to, to boost in the morning. Um, so right now, if you sign up for Athletic Greens, you can go to athleticgreens.com slash buffs. That's B-U-F-F-S. You'll get a five free travel packs when you sign up. Um, just a little bonus on top of whatever it is you order. And uh, you'll also get a one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D. So get on over to Athletic Greens, use that Buffs code, and you'll be good to go. All right. The quarterbacks. Um, I guess we talked about this a little bit. But one of the things that Carl Durrell said after that golf tournament is that Brendan Lewis is in the driver's seat when it comes to the quarterback competition. Now, it doesn't mean it's it's his job or it's a 75% chance or whatever. 
what it means is he was the starter last year, and in Carl's words, somebody has to unseat him. You know, if if you want that job, that means you're taking that job from Brendan. He is the incumbent. And that's different than what you usually hear from a coach in these situations. You know, they say it's wide open, it's whatever. But I think some of it has to do with trying to build some confidence, right? Because that's that's been a theme when I mean, throughout last year when there's a lot of questions about a lot of different things. One of the points that Carl has made very clear is that he's worried, not worried about Brendan's confidence. He's trying to help Brendan's confidence. And and that that's one of the, the key factors when he's deciding, do I pull him from the game? Do I do this? Do I do that? Um, and it seems like that's what's continuing here. You know, he doesn't want to make Brendan think that, you know, he, he wasn't good enough or they're looking for another option, saying, you know, yeah, it's a competition. Anybody can go in that job. But Brendan is the starter. You know, he did what he did last year as the starter, but he's the starter. Um, I guess that is probably, you know, you, you probably do look at this now and say like, yeah, 60% chance Brendan Lewis is the starter. Um, 40 that's JT, maybe 35 that it's JT and five that somebody else makes a run. Um, if we want to just give a quick rundown of the players, actually, no, let's keep it on with that other part first. You know, if it isn't Brendan, it isn't JT. I think Maddox Cop might have the next best best odds. Redshirt freshman. Um, he comes over from Houston. Buffs were trying to recruit him out of high school uh, back in the day, and then he obviously went in the transfer portal. He's got a, a bigger arm. Um, think kind of like a Mahomesy mold is probably the best way to put it. Um, that we say that's like, oh, I want that guy because Mahomes. But obviously not. He's not Patrick Mahomes. It's just that the style of play is, you know, fairly agile, uh, fairly athletic, but also has a big arm. Um, Drew Carter, not as big of an arm. Um, solid athlete. Uh, it's hard to see him surpassing Brendan when Brendan kind of does the same thing and I think probably does it better. That's why I give Maddox the edge over Drew, although those two probably are right next to each other. Then the dark horse in the competition, Owen McCown, he's going to be on campus. I guess he probably is on campus now, but the true freshman son of Josh McCown, um, it's always tough with those McCowns. you got to keep them straight. Um, I don't think we'll see him play as a true freshman, but who knows? Um, McCa- the Josh McCown has that relationship with Carl. I think they crossed over. Were they the, the Jets together? They were either with the Jets together or the Dolphins together. Um, but there's that relationship. Part of the reason probably that Owen winds up on Carl Durrell's program at Colorado. Um, who knows? Maybe he's trying to give him the advantage, but we just haven't heard anything that would indicate that Owen McCown is a part of this competition or really that anybody other than Brendan or JT is. Um, we don't need to go through everything that happened last year with Brendan. Uh, it wasn't great. You know, there were some flashes. There were some good throws. Um, you know, was fairly solid throwing the ball in the middle of the field. Um, was pretty solid throwing the ball short. But anything deep, anything outside the numbers, just there wasn't all that much there. Um, he, he panicked. He was also under pressure a lot. It's whatever. Um, 
he is the best athlete of this group, the best runner of this group, and so that should help him. Um, but he, but we'll see what his arm looks like. You know, I mentioned this, I think, this spring when we got to see him and JT throw next to each other. His arm does seem like it's a little bit stronger than last year. And the other thing is, you know, it's about, Carl mentioned this last week too, but you have to... You have to understand what it takes to be a good quarterback, and Carl says he now kind of understands that and is putting in the off-field work, you know, watching all the tape, doing those sorts of things, thinking about the game, um, and that can only help too. With JT, we haven't seen all that much from him, got a few snaps at Tennessee, transferred over to Colorado, tore his ACL. We didn't get to see him last year. Um, probably still a bigger arm than Brendan, um, more of a pocket passer type, Um We'll see. You know, it's two different styles of quarterback. I think JT is probably sharper at this point. um, But also, Brendan has a little bit more, you know, he he can make a play happen when things aren't going well with his legs. And that extra margin for error could be enough to help him win the job in the end. Um, Those those are the two who have a real chance. Um, I guess there really isn't much more to say than that. Like I said, I put it at 60% chance it's Brendan Lewis, 35% JT. You know, I'll give him the full 40. And maybe 55-45 instead of 60-40. We'll go 57-43. Those are my numbers. 57% chance it's Brendan, 43 is JT. Um, that'll do it for today. We're going to keep going with these previews throughout the week, um, just leading up to camp. And uh, I will see you soon. <laughs>